Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk. This is uh, episode 11. Today, I am joined by my little sister, Spencer. Um, we have a great episode for you guys today. We uh, dive into a little bit of LSD and uh, some drug talks, and um, we just get kind of down a, down a fun little wormhole of conversations. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is so far one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. Thank you. Um, I forget you before. So, scary movie over there. Um, big news. About to finish my arm. I know. I know. Hold it up. Let's see it all in a. Uh, it looks weird right now because technically I just have like this piece and everything else missing. So it's just like looks like two disconnected pieces. But I have a session in October, and he's gonna connect it all. You did a really good job. It's already healed, bro. I don't know what's up with me. I might be superhuman. I like it's not even been two weeks since I've got this, and like the peel is like ninety percent done. Like all the swelling, everything is done. It's like it's good. Oh, you don't want it to get all raggedy. No, I I lotion it every day. Lube up before I do anything. Lube up twice a day. Yeah. Also, I noticed this. I was telling Lindsay. So the lion, if I flex my tricep, it looks like it's doing a sarcastic face. <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" Pull up your sleeve. I don't. It's. I'm. I'm kind of weird with my tattoos. So like, my the shirt is obnoxiously tight, and I. It's still a new tattoo, and I fear that it'll pull something up on my tattoo because I'm weird that way. Well, you're like, sure. To give you an example, on my forearm, to give you an example, on my forearm, I, I would pat dry my arm for like two months like it was going to tear it up. <laughs> That's how bad I am with it and how delicate I am with it. That's such a good thing. <sighs> Always getting anxious throughout. Always like neat. You got like a little um, like a which is so weird because I'm so lazy, but I'm super neat with a lot of things. Yeah, kind of like weird. a second. <laughs> <laughs> T definitely got the like our like T Bird definitely guy who's our older sister is definitely got like the perfect blend of like being able to work hard, but lazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So lazy. <laughs> like she gets the time to be lazy. She's lazy. Max full, <laughs> full throttle. You know, it's like, like I give it my own. I'm still like, mm, I can probably not for just one more hour. Me, I'm just like, man, I could be lazy all day. You know how you, it takes me 30 minutes to get up or I'm like just in bed and I'm all, <sighs> Oh, yeah. Today I had a whole day planned where I was like, oh, get up at eight, which is early for me <laughs> before, yeah. before the birds. That's what I thought it was. Um, and then I was going to like work out, get some errands done. And then lo and behold, it's 1030 and I'm turning off my fifth alarm. <laughs> but yeah, slow day. Didn't get anything done. That's why I'm really good at like convincing myself, like having a day and then convincing myself 
it wasn't going to work. We want that. <laughs> That's not what we really wanted deep down. Who are who yeah. are we? Who are we to be this person? Come on. I like to call it adaptability, but I. Uh, um, anyways, how you been? How was how was your uh, your hike? I you and I haven't been talking in a bit because you were just on a three and a half week hike. How was that? Uh, Buckling. <laughs> was it bad? No, it was. Um, uh, the first words out of my mouth when anyone asks that are, "It was the hardest thing I've ever done." How come? It really is. It's like so hard. I don't think people like. I wasn't. I knew it was gonna be hard because you're hiking for three weeks, but I wasn't expecting it to be like mentally challenging. It was definitely more mentally challenging than it was physically, in my opinion. Um. um. But Wait, it was just, why? Why was it mentally cha- like? What made it so hard though? Because it's a trail, isn't it? Yeah, it, well, it's a trail, and you're just like you are physically exhausted, and you're just exhausting yourself every day. You have to carry your own food, so you have to like you only have so much you can eat a day, so you don't want to overeat. But then you also you're not going to undereat. Yeah, because you're burning so much energy walking. Yeah, so you have to be almost disciplined in that way. Um, and then mainly what it is, is, like, in the beginning, I had a great time. But then by, like, week two, or like, going into that second week, it's really easy to quit. Because there's, like, side trails that, like, you can go off. But you're just like, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to take these next there's two There's a pa- grit. And I'm going to trudge up them and it's going to suck. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. and do it all over again and go to bed at 8 and then make my hot meal in the cold night. And wake is up. it so is it like where you're kind of is the mental part come into it because you just are over such a long period of time, you're getting so exhausted? After, it's like you have to keep going. Like you have to push so many miles a day. One, because everyone, everyone's like on a timeline, kind of, because, yeah. you know, no one took more than a month off. And even myself, I thought I was going to get it done in like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> really um, but so I only gave myself like three weeks max. So you have to keep pushing a certain amount of miles. And then. How many would you walk in a, in a day, do you think? I think we averaged about 15. Like some days we we're doing Holy 10, shit. other days we we're doing 20. And then there was like this four day That's period. That's a lot, man. Yeah. Well, and, we. And, and sorry, I, because I, 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 you're going to have a lot to say. And I just wanted to make this no, no. just ridiculous drunk side point. But um, like the reason I, that's in, insane to me is because so recently, like I've been walking to the gym because Lindsay's been taking the car to work. And so I've been going to the gym during the day. And so the gym is like 1.2, 1.3 miles. So I'm walking about two and a half miles a day. And I am like sick of it. <laughs> so 15 in the mountains too. Because you're also factoring in elevation. Because you're probably what you, where are you saying? I'm going to guess, but correct me if I'm wrong. But you were about anywhere from six to 12,000 feet. It's a huge yeah, gap, so hard be for me to be wrong, probably. Say it again. I would say we were mainly at like 9 to 11. The lowest we dropped down was 8,000 on okay. trail. 
of course you like when we go into town to resupply we're dropping down to sea level again but yeah more. but um yeah we're mainly at like nine to ten thousand feet elevation gain or elevation okay so pretty high on the elevation i personally had no problem with it um but it's that and then you're also carrying a like 45 pound sack yeah so what were you what were the essentials that you you had to bring for this uh pretty much just anything i was using to sleep for me it was like a tent uh pad sleeping bag all my food definitely brought some whiskey because that helped but that was gone by like days bring what whiskey oh yeah um bug spray all your toiletries you have to pack your toilet paper and a trowel because you have to poop in the woods so you have to like dig a hole <laughs> and <laughs> so you bring a little shovel uh. every time um i just brought i didn't bring any change of clothes i hiked in the same clothes but i brought like sleeping clothes and a warm jacket was there any water at all on this trail yeah there's like so much water you're pretty much following like streams and rivers there's some you know you, you have some parts where you're carrying for five miles or something but that's the longest carry so you are jumping in the river a lot then i imagine right or is it like a gross river no it's really beautiful but they're really cold because they're like glacier runoff yeah there's snow melts um but it's also it's so difficult because there's definitely some times where you like stop at a lake or a river and you just like jump in and you have a long lunch and it feels really good and you like ice your knees pretty much because that's what it feels like but it's also such a hassle like putting your things out to dry and then you know, you have to make your feet dry because you don't want to put wet feet into hiking boots and then go hiking again because that's Blister City. So there wasn't too much of jumping in, unfortunately. With that being said, the one thing I regret not taking are goggles because there are so many clear lakes. Yeah. But I love swimming with goggles, so I was really ready to goggle <laughs> it up. <laughs> And look around. <laughs> Take a look at all the rocks. Do some looking. Looking uh, underwater. So, like, how, like, well, I mean, I was just saying it more from like a, a hygiene perspective of like you have to rinse off at least probably every now and then. Or did you guys bring like a water bag? You said you got to jump in the river or the lakes and rivers. It's rinsing off. You know, um, so yeah, you bring your uh, you bring your water. Like, I had a bladder, but you're just bringing it to drink. You're not bringing it to, like, wash off. I brought baby wipes, though. A little, little shower. Yeah. Um, bath. Yeah, but I was the only one doing that. Everyone else just let Stank. it rip. Yeah. Well, okay. I will say I've known some of these guys that I went with, and they're pretty smelly. Like, they stink. <laughs> I, I told them that plenty of times. Like, they don't, it doesn't seem like they ever take care of their hygiene. They stink so much. Yeah. Before just, the hikes? Before the hike. I just feel like, ugh, 
God, what's going on? You just smell. Very disappointed that you're hanging out with people like that. You smell, so. <laughs> Goddamn street rat. <laughs> no, I would just like, you know, sometimes they have a stench. On trail, though, everyone smelled pretty fresh. I don't know if it's like you're like drinking a ton of water and you're like exercising. It's the fresh mountain air. You're eating relatively clean things because you're just like, you know, it's granola bars and backpacking food, I guess, not so healthy. But I don't know what it was, but no one stank. But well, because you're also jumping into the rivers and lakes, getting the wash. Sometimes, like not all the time. How many times? How many times did you go in the river? Over my three weeks. Over the three weeks, how many times do you think I you went? I into a river and or a lake eight times. Five times, maybe. We're going to go with eight because I feel like you're, you realized eight was going to favor my argument, and so you backtracked it to five. <laughs> I went in twice. <laughs> um, well, yeah, but I will say... Some of the times that we went in, we're I'm trying to drunkenly do the math eight over 21. But those were zero days, and I wasn't submerging my head, I was like putting my legs in. Dude, you're doing like almost two baths a week, that's fine. And because of all the things, the factors that you just said, okay. eight was way too high. That's not what <laughs> either way, it's like one every week and a half isn't terrible a week and a half yeah no horrible you mean half week yeah reversed it um i wasn't jumping in all that often that's all i gotta say but no one stinks was it really that cold though like i understand it's glacier but like i imagine being that hot like it's gotta feel great well it wasn't that hot like it was maybe 90 max some of the days but you're up in elevation. It's, like, it's not that hot. You know, it's not like you're in a canyon below sea level where the sun is beating on you. It can get kind of chilly, and then, like, sometimes it's stormy, so you have, like, the wind blowing. There were a lot of times I was hiking with my puffy. Really? Yeah. So what did you – so for your sleeping, do you use that pad that you got here when you uh, yeah, came with us? Was it comfortable or no? Yeah, super comfortable. Do you have to sleep on the on your back the whole time, or did you get to sleep on your side? No, I slept on my side mainly. I sometimes slept on my back, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. And then I got a little uh, camp pillow that you blow up. I was blown up at night. You would just hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like pretty much asleep. I've got like my fifth thing I'm blowing up to keep me warm. Did you guys get to uh, do any shrooms or anything? Yeah, so we stopped. This is where we got in trouble because the first week was fine. We we're like on a good pace. And then we ended up splitting up half our group. Yeah. And so we, one half of our group got down to our resupply early. And then we stayed behind. Myself and two other people were behind. And then got down there a day before and then we get down there still a day early and we end up taking two rest days 
the other guys took three essentially <laughs> where you're only supposed to take one and so we had three rest days there essentially let's call it two and then we hike back up and we're on trail and then we stop at ray lakes which is this really beautiful um part of the trail where there's like three different lakes that are like all connected and it's yeah. in Canyon with mountains the it almost looks like subtropical it's crazy it like super clear water super blue rocks under it that look like coral there's it's just amazing there's sand it looks like you're in it like the Caribbean um and you see fish swimming out like 10 feet away so we're like all right let's take a zero day and drop some acid <laughs> this is to do it if any if there if there's any time it's now so we take a rest day we drop some acid that's now our fourth rest day in five what did you do i just did tab but it was really good stuff and we had one guy that was doing it for the first time oh that's awesome had, yeah so he had a really beautiful experience um Wait, did you just, guys help him at all or did you guys because i know like you said dose up open did up he, uh, did he did he ask like you know how will i know like how am i gonna know did he ask that yeah. a lot yeah so he's like when is it gonna like when will i feel it like you'll feel it you'll know he, you'll exactly know. how it was my first time too as well i was getting the uh my first time as so my first time, I was convinced it was going to, like, treat me like bath salts. Like, I was going to end up on the news eating someone's face. I was, like, dead convinced the entire time, even even up until the point where I took it. And I was, like, out of my mouth. I'm like, well, this is it. I'm, I'm going to end up on the news, and I'm going to be eating a man's face. And, you know, and that's the end of my life. And, you know, that's, I'll be known as Kyle, the man-eating face guy. <laughs> and I, I just kept asking as all, uh, hey, guys when am i like when when's it gonna kick in like do you know like what's it like like so i can just like be prepared for it and they're like just you'll know <laughs> and i remember looking at the stage and it was like an hour and a half in i was all well, that's moving kind of weird <laughs> so is that normal and i looked further down the stage and i was all oh okay <laughs> Yeah, you definitely start feeling it. Um, it was funny because uh, I definitely, I always get giggly. Oh, 100%. So laughy. Like, I get so, like, I always, I forewarn people whenever I do it with them and they haven't done it with me because I almost always cry. Yeah. Oh, really? You're a crier. I'm a laughing so I just like, oh. control the tears and it's like a whole day thing. Like when I take it, like I'll just like laugh and it's just like tears are streaming down my face. Like it's, that's the kind of giggle I'm getting. It's wild. I wish it didn't happen. So just, it's horribly inconvenient. I have a friend who, who's a, who's an, who's a big crier when, uh, when she trips. Who is? Uh, just one of my friends. She, whenever she trips, she's a big crier too as well. She, but different, like not from laughing. She always gets like a good emotional, like, like a loving moment. And it always like gets to her and she always ends up crying. Um, and so there's always that, but like, I was always giggly too. Everything was funny to me because it was just, I went with like 
the Rob Lowe perspective where I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, like I'm going to do this. And so like, I'm, I want to see some stuff. And so that was always kind of like where I was go. And so it was like, I was always giggly because I was like, holy shit. Like what the fuck am I seeing right now? And I always would, um, like, I remember I was at a set at, in Okeechobee and I thought I had been there so long. Cause my, like my perception of time was so far off. And I, I thought I had seen like seven different artists and I had heard like three songs from one DJ. <laughs> and I was like, man, yeah. this line is killing. <laughs> Uh, it was so bad i was super (laughs) fucked up Uh, um but how was it for him though did he like did he talk to you at all for it yeah it was great um you could tell when he started coming up he was trying to like talk to us and then he'd be like (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're just like, you super giggly. And then he would just like, he's like, Oh, I, I get it now. I get it. <laughs> he was having, he had a really good time though. Uh, I think he kept, uh, uh, I don't think he was ready for how long the trip was. Yeah. So he had been used to like Molly and ecstasy. And I think that's something that, people when they first do it that like aren't expecting it are like, Oh fuck, this is like a long time. But Especially the, if you lose kind of like your loss of time. So when it, yeah, but there is, it's not like, it's your not peak is a lot longer. Your peak is a lot longer yeah. when you're doing yeah. it. Cause it's not like when, when you're uh-huh. in the last, like you, you're definitely tripping for when people say you trip for 12 hours, it's like the last four of it. It's like, you have like a weird body high and not like a weed body high. It's like a body high, but you, yeah. And, but you're, you're not like hallucinating like you were when you were really tripping and like, you're not doing stuff like, 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 gets to a point where you have to like focus on something for it to like really start moving a lot for you. Um, so that was good, but it was funny because after, after the whole trip, he kept being like, well, boys, like I got what I came for. I don't think I need to finish. <laughs> and like, would say it as a joke. And then, and he then left. lo and behold, next week, he's actually like, <laughs> You can tell he's just getting like less and less into the hike. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Less and less into it, and then he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm ready to go." So he he ended up bailing. How did like, he get home, or did he go somebody? He took a trail off with uh, another friend that was with us, so two people ended up bailing. But it was just funny. So we're like, "Yeah, I could tell he was over it." <laughs> like once he tripped, it was like after that we had a f- good first week. He tripped, and then he was like. Well, pretty much got the experience I was hoping to get. It's like a dude who blew his load so early. He's just like, well, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) That was great. That was wild. So I'll grab my vibrator. (laughs) Um, No, but here's the other thing, too. I do get it because if you've never tripped before, it's – low-key exhausting too 
Oh, no, it is. It's an exhausting experience. Yeah, man. I was, like, the next day, we only Getting did, up is probably so hard. Yeah, the, the next day, we only did, like, seven miles for some reasons, because we needed a bear box, but we only ended up doing seven miles. And, like, even that day, just doing, like, going from, like, you're doing, like, 15 miles a day, let's say, yeah. and then you're, like, doing half that at seven, but even then, I was just, like, the next day, like, exhausted. Yeah. Like, I was exhausted because I was exhausted all day on the rest day because I was tripping. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, it's, again, that mental exhaustion. Oh, just like, I was trying to think about it. Like, the most physical thing that I did la- the last time I tripped, and it was nothing. Like, all I wanted to do was lay down and just look at stuff and, like, be like a little, just a marshmallow on the side of the road and just be like, Hi, look at yeah. all that. <laughs> like melts into something and look at all that. Have it change places. Um, but yeah, um, we did, and then we uh, ended up on the last few days. Ended up microdosing um, just to get like a little bit of that energy. So we did that probably the last three days. How many? How like going into somebody's bathroom. What is it like? Hmm. I've never done that. What is it like microdosing? Um, to be honest, uh, like you can feel it. Like I felt it in like my energy. Like I was just like more up and I had like my energy with me Yeah. and my mind, like it was like easier for me. because I was just like thinking about a lot of things and I wasn't so much like waiting to get to the next destination. My mind was just kind of flowing with my thoughts and almost creative, but it's like you're still very much like the same. It doesn't feel any different. Yeah, I would, I would say, but it wasn't even that big of a difference. And we did it like three days in a row, I think. Yeah. Three days in a row. So by the last time it was just like, I didn't even feel it the last time. And maybe it had some effect that I wasn't conscious of or I wasn't being mindful of, but um, not much for me. Half tab, I would say, is more where it's like a microdose. It's like chill, then you're just like casually drinking on it or something. And then, how do you like drinking on acid? I've never done that. I've always just drank water, kept it kind of um, I've only I've only drank on it either on the come down or uh, when I've done like half tab or microdose. I've never like weird. No, no, it's just like with half tab, it's like very casual. So it just, I don't know. It's like you get like a little bit more of that buzz, like each time you get a a beer or like if you're kind of going through the waves of it and then you have a beer, like like, spike it up and then. I, I just, I've never done it. I mean, I've always just been full send two tabs. Yeah, like it was kind of odd because I'm like, well, if I'm gonna do something, like I want to do it full, fully. Kind of like with my tattoos. Like it started out, I was like, well, I want five small tattoos of my family, and now I'm getting a sleeve of my family, <laughs> and now, <laughs> and now I'm looking at it, and like, not only did I get a sleeve of my family, but like I'm like committing to it super fast. So I'm like, well, let's just get it fucking done. Like I want it done. It, like I had an idea and like I want yeah. it done. And you are doing it really fast. But yeah. I'm a so, 
that's just kind of like uh i don't know how how i am with it i think a lot of it is like a lot of these things that i do now too is i was thinking about this earlier is like growing up because like mom and dad were so strict they had so many rules and like i i look back and i don't regret it because i'm like who i was like it definitely helped me because if i got into this stuff at a younger age like i would have been fucked like i would have been absolutely fucked so i don't don't regret like or feel upset or any resentment towards him for doing that because i feel like at some point they kind of like got it like they he he fucking needs this because when he gets older and he's able to like his mind's fully developed he's able to understand all of it he's gonna be like thank you and when i finally started kind of like really getting into all that stuff it was like i was like a bulldog or like a like a pit bull just on a leash just ready to fucking get off and like go bite a kid (laughs) just ready to fucking go like it's all i wanted i was like because i look back on it it was like i never really personally had anything with against tattoos like i always playing xbox would like put uh tattoos on my players or something like that and like yeah always something and um so it was just kind of I don't know. I was finally like when I got to the age, I was like, yeah, I, I started talking myself into it. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck yeah. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, we're doing it. So I don't know. That's how I've always kind of been with it. And to be honest, I, I just don't even remember what we were talking about, but that's how I was a drug. Oh, with microdosing. And like, so I don't really know like what it's like to go kind of like, smaller on it is it more of just like a buzz and like do you see like small vibrations or do you trip at all like do you actually see movements no it's like it's literally just like your mind is i mean again like i i didn't feel it at all i didn't have any visuals i didn't even really have a body high the only thing i really noticed and it could have i could have had this just on that day yeah. and maybe it didn't really affect me because sometimes i feel like i have a maybe like a higher tolerance to some psychedelics, like takes more mushrooms for me to trip. But it was just like my mind was more open and free flowing. And that's pretty much it. Like my thoughts were just kind of going and then I go down and like really think about a lot of rabbit holes. Yeah. But like on a really, really small scale, like a really small scale. Almost like the rabbit hole is only like four feet deep. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, I can, and I can hop out. And it's not like, and they're really casual rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, can, you can get into some gnarly ones. There's some times where I'm just like. What are you saying? Oh, sorry. I was like, there's some times where I'm just like, where you can get some, some deep rabbit holes, like when you're really tripping. And yeah. there's some times where I'm like, whole, like, I'm just the best way I can describe it is like you're on a roller coaster and I'm like all I know is I just need to hold on to these railings and just smile and wave <laughs> and I'll get through it. <laughs> like, that's how like some of my trips have gone. I'm like it's just go like it's just enjoy it. Like I get it, it's intense, but like smile and wave, boys. <laughs> that's all you do. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's definitely sometimes where I'm like, te- like you know, when you can just like feel you're on the edge of like, 
the rabbit hole and you're like, I can go really deep down. Yeah. Or I can just try to hop out, or like hop away and go on another route. That's yeah. harder than like actually being in the rabbit hole and like getting myself out. Um, but yeah, sometimes the rabbit hole, all I got to tell myself is, <laughs> well, shit, if it goes... Worst comes to worst, it'll be over soon. Like <laughs> you just gotta wait it out for a few more hours. Hey, Amen. It's gonna be intense, but you'll find it. something in here. There's some sort of gift, <laughs> just really yeah. horrible in this. <laughs> so I've tri- I- I've tripped a. I would venture to guess you've actually probably done it more than me. Uh, but I've done it a good portion and. 98% of them were great. I had one that was really, really bad. And, but the reason it was bad was because it taught me a lesson about myself that I didn't want to hear. And I wasn't ready to let, and I was like pissed that I kind of learned it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it kind of set me off in a, like in a weird, like, for a couple months, like it kind of fucked with me and I uh, like, it changed my personality and I was like a little more snappy and a little more aggressive. And like, I was just kind of like angry and, uh, I, I just feel I like I wasn't ready to accept it. And then, um, I had one of the most, most, I went and tripped again and had one of the most glory and I took more and I had one of those gl- like, almost like just diving deeper into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I took more and it was so glorious and it kind of like taught me lessons of like balance. So like what I had learned in the first one was that I didn't want to know is like, I took too much pride in trying to being like, now I believe masculinity is a thing and I think it's needed in the world. But like, I thought there was too much, like I was trying to prove myself at every turn and taking myself too fucking seriously. And um that like i didn't need to be like the biggest baddest dude in the room at all times i didn't need to be the the coolest dude in the room at all times and like kind of taught me a lesson about myself and like um and the reason it pissed me off was was, like i felt like i didn't take myself that way and then like i kind of did some more i'm like all right yeah i kind of do and like um you know in the second trip it's told me about balance like you don't have to be the guy who has to be like that alpha male all the time. Like you want to be masculine. You want to be like strong and you want to be there in a good, strong presence for people and somebody who can anchor people, but you don't have to be that at every turn of the corner. Like, and that's what I'd learned when I tripped harder. It was like a balance of it is like, be that strong presence and know when to be that strong presence. And then like, know when to dial it back. And like, when like, hey, pick your battle almost sort of thing. Like, you don't need to be that person right now or you don't need to be um, as strong as a personality at this moment. Like, just lay back. You yeah. got it, you know? So it was a weird experience and it's hard, really. Like, when you kind of learn yeah. something about yourself and you're not ready to, it's a weird, it's a weird experience. Yeah. When you took that, that second time and you took more, were you like nervous to take it so you're like fuck what else am i gonna find out that i don't want to or so, I, what I, did you take more like that was it did you take more because you wanted to like deep dive into it and have that like consciously probably it? but um to be honest i i was fortunate i had a friend who was gonna take that much with me 
Um, so he, I'm say it again. How much was it? So each tab was like 170 micrograms. So we yeah. took two and a half. Oh, so right. we took, uh, from what he tells me, I don't know. I, from what I know is I said two and a half or from what I'm told is like, if one tab is a hundred micrograms, we took close to like four and a half. Yeah. Um, I've never done like more than one, one. But in that's, a I could be wrong. I, I'm saying I'm messenger on this one as to what we took. Um, yeah. so, um, that's, that's what I'd know. Um, but we took a lot and it was, I, I was fortunate to have a, somebody there who I knew was going to do it with me. So he was going to be going through maybe not seeing or going through the same adventure I was or uh, journey that I would be going through, but like somebody who was going to be having a strong one too. It's like, what was the mental savior for me? Um, and um, to be honest, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of was just like, well, you got to figure it out. Right. And yeah. so I was just like, well, you have somebody who would do that to me. And I'm like, I I've done one already a couple of times. Let's up it. Let's see what happens. And I figured it would be my third one. If I really, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. And, um, I don't know. It's hard. Like, I, I feel like I'm kind of fishing for an answer to give like a story, but to be honest, it was kind of like, I, I was really just like, why not? And yeah, yeah, why not? yeah I'm like, why not? Like, I want to do it. And I had somebody who would do it with me. And I, so I felt comfortable and I was like, let's push it. Let's see what happens. And I really do believe it opened it up a different corridor and allowed me to learn a different lesson. And since then, I've literally never had a bad trip ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever I know. Since then. I, I know there, there were times where it's like, I didn't necessarily, like, I had, like, times where I was just, like, there was a period where I was, like, yeah, I'm just, like, not enjoying these trips, and, like, I had this whole, maybe, like, I'm just not, like, someone that enjoys tripping, and it just doesn't suit me, which yeah. I was actually really sad about for a really long time, because I had enjoyed it, like, my first few times, like, yeah. and I liked it, and I was waiting to, like, explore it more than, like, the few tabs and trips that I had done. And then it was like, I just had this one bad experience on it that I think set off a whole bunch of other things in me. And then I kept trying them like in small doses, just not having a good time. And I just settled on like, yeah, maybe just acid and shrooms aren't for me. Yeah. But then I was talking to someone and they're like, you just have to, you just have to do it again because you're going to find like whatever you're uncomfortable with. That's like making you uncomfortable maybe because of that, like, just take it and, like, really explore it. And I did, and it's, like, so much better. And it's, like, yeah. I'm better with myself mentally. I'm better with my trips now, and, like, they're definitely more. I feel like my trips are either I have, like, a teacher where it's, like, I'm learning something about myself or the world or whatever it is I need to learn, or I'm having yeah. like a friend where it's like a good time. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You party and giggle. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how, see, that's what I was going to say is like, you know, what's kind of weird is when, after I'd learned that, that I had that deep dive about me, that second one is like, I kind of 
it was almost like I got to relax my shoulder. So since then, like every time I've tripped, it was like, I can learn another lesson about myself, but they're always like a positive light of like being something, mm-hmm. um, Hey, add this to your caliber. Like it could make you a better person sort of thing. I don't really have those negative ones anymore. And, and yeah. uh, it's allowed me to like more just enjoy the trips. Like I kind of just try and think of stuff like, you know, like futuristic stuff, aliens, stuff like that. Um, or, and like, um, or just enjoy the visuals when it's really tripping. Um, that's how I can be. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's almost like now we're, oh man, best way I can describe it. It was almost like it was a test and it was like, Hey, now you, you've passed the test. Welcome to the kingdom. Enjoy your ride. And now you just get to be, you're in the playground. You're like, dude, enjoy it, man. Like you went through that journey and like you succeeded, you came out stronger on the other side. You learned something hard about yourself that you didn't want to. It was a great lesson. Welcome to our playground. It was almost like an initiation. It's great. It's weird. Right. I don't know. That was the best way I could describe it. Or they can be at least. Um, Yeah. It's kind of, it's one of my favorites. Like I I tell people like, you know, I've, I've done the uppers. I've done all that. I've, I've, I've had like, they're fun, but, um, to this day, man, LSD is probably like the drop of a hat. I would do it with somebody. It's a great thing. I think you're always, it's always something that you can enjoy. Even if you're not looking for a journey or anything like that, it's something that you can kind of like, I've told people, I'm like, you could take a tab and throw on headphones and like, just throw on a radio station that you really like, say like a seventies, R&B or whatever, whatever you're into, um, and just walk around just for like eight hours, you would have like an amazing day. You'd have like one of the greatest days you could imagine. Yeah. And like that, that's the beauty yeah, of it. Great, beautiful day. Yeah. You'd be like, it's, it's funny too. The, the visuals like sometimes won't even be necessarily visual or things like moving. And I think with me, like when I first, took it like I was expecting to see like faces melting and like yeah like melting and just like things being all weird and like cartoonish Mm -hmm. so I was like not down but still gonna take it (laughs) I'm gonna see how this is I guess not a big fan of all that shit but sign me up (laughs) but fine uh but it knows way less visual but you went on like the one that we did when I was on trail. It was so beautiful. Like we swam out to this little island and like we were looking around and I was like, we're all naked, literally. <laughs> Such a terrible trip. We're, like literally all naked. We're starting to look like a cult because we're like <laughs> on this island. <laughs> um, but the water was like so beautiful. <laughs> I, got, and I also have a story about this. That remind you just reminded me of a story when also at like that great trip I had, something like that came up with me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so we were at this place called Jenny Springs, and um, I was with my group of friends, and it's late at night. We're coming up to the end of our trips, right? Like we got like a couple hours left, maybe, and we're like, yeah, it's dying off, right? Um we come up and like, there's a bunch of just like white trash, just like guys, just total white trash, like Floridian white trash. 
yeah. you can imagine, like if everybody who's listening, like you've imagined it, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And they're all like, you know, making jokes and they're all, yeah, they're like, like, woo. All right, boys, we're all, we're all going to go be skinny dipping here. And me tripping balls. I look at my friends and I'm like, what shit did you all get me into? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what cult am I joining right now? And I don't know I'm joining because I just drank the Kool-Aid and I'm tripping balls. <laughs> I get baptized, initiated. I, I looked at one of my best friends and I was all, I was like, it was like an hour later. And I was like, yo, I thought we were all like joining like some fucking sex cult back there. I'm like, I was freaking out. <laughs> I thought you guys sprung this on me like welcome to our world and I was all holy shit <laughs> but like I was good in like 15 minutes like I just kind of like handled it and I was like let's just let's just hear it out real quick and then I was like all right all right this is not they're freaking out too cool all right we're dipping that's all right <laughs> let's go <laughs> but yeah it was a it was a gnarly one yeah. Hold on one second. I'm gonna grab some wine. Speaking of drugs, have I don't want to know if you have, so don't tell me this. But have you done heroin? Yes, I was actually just gonna ask that, dude. Have you? Well, you don't want me to tell you. <laughs> don't say that, Spencer. <laughs> Don't say that. No, I feel like I would know if you were if you had done heroin. Yeah. I feel like it would be very hard for you to hide, mainly because heroin has a ninety five percent relapse rate. So <laughs> I feel I like one because like I feel like I don't have an addictive personality. I used to be like so sure that I would try heroin and like why I'm addicted. No, that like I could try heroin and not become addicted. Like I was oh. like, I'm pretty sure I could beat it. Like I'm just that. Yeah. I'm not mentally to my <laughs> in addiction. Um, no, I have not tried heroin. With that being said, <laughs> I will probably try it on my deathbed. See, everybody says that, and like Norm McDonald has a really great bit where he goes, "Oh, when I'm seventy." I'll try heroin. He goes, you want to know I know that's bullshit? He goes, I went and saw my grandma the other day, and uh, she had a giant bruise from her hip to her knee. And I go, hey, grandma, what is that from? And she goes, uh, the wind. And he goes, so I guarantee you she's not trying heroin on her deathbed. <laughs> if wind... <laughs> Is giving her a bruise. <laughs> yeah, I will say though, like I am curious because it's got to be amazing, like opium dens, like in China and like I'm sure Thailand and Southeast Asia in general, all those opium dens and probably the Middle East at one point. Like, oh yeah, it was definitely addict, and it's super addictive, like. It's got to be great, right? Like, what I got, I wonder what it's I mean, like there's a like. reason there's you know addictions to it. 
<laughs> you don't get addicted to something that's like horrendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Worse than the Gotta go do it twelve more times. <laughs> um, I can't imagine doing it again and again and again. You know, you're having that same experience like you did on the first time. I think you're always chasing that. So I'm going to have that last euphoric experience when I'm like 70. Maybe I'm in a nursing home. Yeah, I'd be interested. When I retire, I might OD on heroin when I'm like 80. Yeah, we'll see where the world's at, how, uh, how I can get it. I would I want be, heroin. I, I would here, get here's like my hope. The war on drugs will be pretty much over. Um, it will be legal. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. By the time we're 80, I imagine heroin will be legal. And I imagine heroin, by the time I'm 80, might be like the new pot. <laughs> just casually shooting up. Um, heroin, the heroin crumble. No, it's just fucking heroin. It's just heroin, man. Fine. It's fucking heroin. So it makes me a little lazy. Whatever. <laughs> it's just heroin. Black tar heroin. Get over it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> God, mom, it's just heroin. Fucking A. I get it. You smoked a lot of pot back in your day. It used to be so hard to punish your kids. Like I'm like, well, you know, heroin was when I was your boy. Uh, you know, it was bad I'm stuff. Now it's like vitamin D at the grocery store. Uh, yeah. I'll do. I'll do some H in my day. Not gonna not. Um, Maybe a strong drink or what? No, it's wine. So oh. not a big wine fan. Wine but gives me gnarly headaches. Worry about that too because it's also super dry here right now because of the fires, and I get really susceptible to uh, sinus infections. So I'm probably gonna have to chug a lot of water after this, which is gonna suck. So I'm gonna pee a lot in the middle of the night, which I'm gonna put off, which is gonna ruin my sleep. I always do that. I always end up getting my water intake right before bed. So I'm like, fuck, it's about to drink water today. So I'll chug half a gallon. Yeah, no, I get it. And uh, so just wine, but I don't drink it often. Lin- Lindsay's uh, mom got us a bottle. Aww. So I thought I would I would drink it tonight. We also nice. don't have in the house other than that. So. What kind of wine is it? Red. Amazing. <laughs> Love to hear it. Uh, well, it's pretty far away now. I don't know what it's called, but it's good. Nice. Probably, uh, relatively, it's probably like a $15, $20 bottle of wine. I hate saying this, but like cheap wine gives me a headache, but like when I have really nice wine. Oh. It's fine. That's how I feel about my heroin, so. (laughs) (laughs) God, mom and dad are probably going to hear this. Sorry, I'll edit this out because you're going under an alias. I'm just kidding. Uh, mom and dad will hear this podcast and will be like, what the fuck did we raise? And here's the thing, too, is oldest sister, super religious, she'll probably cry listening to this. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, Priscilla Loki 
is like she gets the humor that our family she gets the humor our family puts out tara remember when we were in uh new orleans she stayed out (laughs) yeah Yeah. she was ready to go she was she was she was ready to take on nola yeah a girl from colorado nola ain't ready for me (laughs) just (laughs) just a preacher's daughter from colorado ready to take on new orleans (laughs) She's like, I don't have the kids. I don't have my husband. Woo! (laughs) Woo So I haven't seen something this exciting since Kyle flipped over the handlebars of (laughs) (laughs) our dirt bike. It's great. Oh my god! So anybody wants to probably in the top top ten of my favorite things I've ever witnessed. Yeah. Once once I knew you were okay, of course. Yeah, I think mom thought I died, but like when I fell over the hand, like when I landed, like, so here was the thing is like, when I went over the handlebars, I was like, when I knew I was done, I was like, I just went like, almost like dead weight. And I was like, just go with it. And I was like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I was like, just go with it. And I was like, it's out of your control at this point. I was, I was already popped a wheelie. My neck was near the the front wheel, and I was like, hey, it's a loss. Probably never going to do this again, but uh, don't show your face in this block ever again, because they're all going to remember you. (laughs) So I just laid there on the ground for a second and uh, soaked it in. Knew that, hey, this is real. reality for you now um you know it's weird is so like my shin hit something when i was going over the handlebars yeah, and i had like this big that. like almost blood socket thing on my yeah. my my calf right so it turned into this huge thing on my calf it's been there forever the last what? couple of week, like two weeks ago i started massaging it and like i really fucking worked it and i worked it off my calf my shin bone um it was like a giant Dude, I massaged this thing so hard, my shin turned black and blue for like two, like a bruise for like three days, and it dissipated. And then I gave it another rinse down, like another massage down again. It's good, and it's gone. It's no longer on my shin. So, if a doctor happens to stumble across a shitty podcast on their off day, and they know what that could have been, and maybe I saved my own life. Let me know. But we know. Um. Like, kind of oh weird, yeah. God, it was a blood clot. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but it. I massaged it out, so it's good. But what? What do you mean? It was like it was like a ball of. No, it was almost like the best way I can describe it is like a wall, and it had like imagine like plaster over it. Like you could feel like it wasn't my shin bone. Like there was something over my shin bone. Oh, and that. That wall is what you massage. I started massaging. And it was like I broke it up. I no semi. It was like it almost felt like a muscle like knot. Like I massaged out. So did it hurt when you were massaging it? No, but it wasn't like pain free. Like it felt like you were pressing a bruise. Yeah, sounds awful. So. I mean, it wasn't like, yeah, but it was, it was weird. But yeah, no, that is, that is probably top three most embarrassing things ever to happen in my life. 
I'm so happy I witnessed it. It was so embarrassing. That like it, to this day, I there's like times where I'm like I'll just be walking and it'll pop into my head, and I'm like, ugh, <laughs> like cringe so hard. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like Lindsay will hear me. I like sometimes I'll be like, ah, she's like, what? I'm like, nothing, nothing. nothing. <laughs> you know when you're like about to fall asleep, you're like, oh, oh fuck. Why would that memory come in my head? <laughs> This like, time. This time. You're like, oh, God. God. Yeah, my grandfather's funeral, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, so when uh, you and I, I didn't even do my own homework that I wanted you to do about the three t-shirt ideas, but I did get one. Um, okay. I wanted to run by you. This is I, what... I was just talking about this with my boss, and they had like a great T-shirt idea that we were like cracking up about. What was it? I can't remember, but I was like, when you said that, I was like, oh, perfect, and I was like racking my brain for it, and it like made sense. But we're like, <laughs> like no one would wear that. <laughs> yeah. Here's mine: legalized bullying. Bullying. Yeah. <laughs> legalized bully. Pro bully. <laughs> now, I, it's probably a shirt. I feel like I probably came up with there and I'm, I was half a bottle in on my wine. So maybe I was just drunk and I was like, this is an original idea. And really, <laughs> it was just an old memory coming to mind. So I apologize if anybody out there. Anybody I used to there. say I was pro bully, so. Um, I'm, a bi- I'm a big fan. I think we need more of it. Um, I think it's good for people. Everybody's gone through some sort of bullying at some age. Kids are kids are terrible people. Like you've been, if you've been kid, they have you've no been empathy. Yeah. If it, it's, been like, kid, it's just like they just are so selfish and they just solely think about themselves. Yeah. Everything. I don't blame them because guess what? They're fucking dumb. <laughs> kids oh, are dumb. So stupid. Um, but no, yeah, it was. Uh, Holy shit, what we were just talking about, though, right before that. T-shirt ideas? Yeah, so you don't even remember your T-shirt idea? What? You don't remember your T-shirt idea? I don't remember it. I'm doing one. Along the lines of legalized bullying, I would go with maybe stop rape. (laughs) Wait, but it's, like, so obvious? Is that why? Stop rape. Stop it. (laughs) Just stop rape. <laughs> let's let's band together and stop rape. <laughs> There's like a comedian Eric Andre where he does like uh um <laughs> it was like uh what was it? it was it was like FTW it was like fight the whales because they kill on average two people a year. <laughs> so he was like protesting whales. <laughs> on average they kill two people a year fight the whales did you know <laughs> on average they kill two people a year and he's like in their face <laughs> <laughs> fucking answer do you do no all right well fight the whales so it was pretty it's pretty good it's pretty stupid funny humor um dad called me today and he's like yeah for kyle keeps getting his trips canceled <laughs> I know. He probably loves it, though, that bastard. He loves he talking shit. He, he's so funny. Uh, so, oh, he, you got to talk to him today? How is he? 
Good, we are laughing because um, I don't know if I told you, but I backed into someone and I... Uh, another accident? Well, get this, the whole story. Do tell. I was backing out of work. I'm like looking over my one shoulder because I don't want to hit this pole. I've backed out of there a million times. That's all I got to do. And all of a sudden I hear the... <sighs> and I look over... And I've rear-ended this, uh, I've, like, backed into this parked van. I was like, fuck, so I'm pulling. And then I was going to leave a note, and then he pops out of his van, so it's this big sprinter van. And I was like, god damn it. Of course he's in there. I know, so he pops out, and he's like, what was that? What do you think? hey, your car. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know, somebody just hit you. (laughs) I don't know, I heard it too. (laughs) I think you're tripping, man. He lives in a sprinter. He probably is. Anyways, go on. Well, yeah. So I see it and I'm like looking at this nice souped up van and I think this guy loves his van. He's going to be a real a-hole about it maybe. Um, well, he starts, he's like, well, what happened? Where'd you hit me? And I'm like, sick. There's no damage. So I'm looking and I'm like, oh, I think this is where I hit you. There's a little scratch on this bumper. And the bumper is like this knob that sticks out of his door. So it's not like a bumper, like we think of a bumper. I'm like, oh, I hit you here, and I like start brushing it off. <laughs> Fine. So I start like rubbing it, and I'm like, I think it'll come out. <laughs> Little spit. <laughs> Fine. Um, Fine. Don't be such a bitch. I was like, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, so sorry about that. I was looking the other way, and so I start to turn to leave, and then. <laughs> my idiot self is like, let's be a good responsible adult. So I turn around and I say, Hey, would you like my insurance? Just in case. Really stupid. I know. So I give him my insurance, my ID, my registration, all of which are expired. (laughs) 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 But my insurance, I had just given him the wrong one. My ID and registration were expired, but I got extensions on them because of COVID. So, yeah, thank God. So I was like, yeah, texting. And then he messages me in the morning. He's like, hey, you gave me your wrong insurance. It's expired. And so I give him like, oh, my God, so sorry. So I give him my actual insurance, which seems super shady, I realized. I was like, it really didn't mean that. But then I'm like, hey, it's such a small scratch. Let's not go through insurance. Any estimate you get, like please let's work it out in cash because it's so small you know yeah and i already have a hard time getting insured <laughs> yeah Fancy expired insurance you know with my cash and my tickets um and then he hits back at me almost immediately with a 3500 dollars estimate for this like little teeny tiny scratch so i was like it was like what I'm like, what the hell? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like telling him I didn't think that was really reasonable considering the damage and like that's a lot of money. So I'm going to have to like, I was going to want to talk to the auto body shop so they could explain it to me. Trying to be really nice. Kind of hits back with a snarky response. And I'm like, listen, man, 3500 is a significant amount of money for me and I'd rather not go through insurance but like if that's if you really want to get fixed we can do it and so I get some counsel on the matter from Faja and he's like listen 3500 
way too much. Offer him a thousand because that's what your deductible is. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll offer him a thousand, like, flat just to forget about it. And he's like, if not, we can go through insurance. But get this, he was parked illegally in a no parking zone, which is there because it blocks the parking. Bro, you win this. So I was like, I hit him with that. So I call him up because dad's like, you have to call him. And I'm like, you know me with confrontation. I'm just like, ah, I'd rather not. I'm not. I know who my dad is. No, I'm not him. Pass him a note in court. <laughs> <laughs> so I call him. I'm like, hey, thanks for being patient with me on all this. I have a few options. 3500 isn't going to work out for me. I can give you $1,000 cash. Or we can go through insurance, but please know we're going to get a second estimate because it's not going to be, that's like the insurance is, you know, yeah. that's what they do. They're not going to, they want to get the least amount. So I was like, we're probably going to get a second estimate. And then just so you know, you also texted me one that other people have hit you. <laughs> she told me that in a text. Yeah. And I was like, which I've screenshotted, also, which I've screenshotted. Yeah, which I screenshotted and sent to the insurance company. Um, and I was like, and you were parked illegally, which in California, you know, makes you equal parts responsible. So yeah. just so you know, and he's like, well, I want to get my car fixed. So I'll go through insurance. I'm like, all right. And then so we're going, my dad's like, what an a-hole. <laughs> Dad is like, what an a-hole. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, he just lost his deal. Cause that's like, he should have just taken the money cause the door still works. And then he calls me today and he's like, yeah, so I got the claim in the mail. It's like, that's our, my address for the insurance. And he's like, and they found him 51% responsible. <laughs> <laughs> You're only 49. And we're like, yeah, like, you win. You win. Like, we're like, hot five, fuck yeah. Like, just over the line, just over the line of being equal, it's like 51. Like, you're just that much more responsible. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> like, that's all I wanted. I was like, I would have taken like 30%. I would have taken like 15%. I just wanted like some percent responsible so I don't have to pay for all of it. And the fact that they're like, yeah, fifty-one percent. Yes, we're actually more at fault for this than her. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So we were like, we were just reason about that. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have a good drink. That's fucking. Great. <laughs> That's a great story. Oh my god. It's so That's funny. <clears throat> Accidents are gnarly. First one I ever got into, I almost, I almost didn't stop. I almost just drove home because I was like, so didn't know what to do. <clears throat> I was, I was at a red light and I got hit. I got rear-ended. And I had my license at this point for like two months, yeah. maybe month and a half. And oh, I'm just sitting yeah. there, and all of a sudden it was weird, is because before it hit me, I felt like the the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, and I felt like something was about to happen. And I didn't know what, but I was like, like, I, I kind of like almost like that caffeine jolt you get where you're like, oh shit. And I, I, I kind of like, I raised up and I'm like, something's okay. about to happen. And then boom, I just get nailed. And Isn't I like my an old woman. It was an old woman. She was like 70. She was super sweet. I don't, <laughs> I don't have, yeah. 
I'm holding a grudge towards her. I'm sure I have a slip disc from it, but any Kairos out there, please, if you'll do it for free, I'll I'll promote your show. Um, but I uh, I feel like yeah, it, I just got hit, and then like because I was so new to driving on my own, I was like I don't really know what to do, and I kind of started slow because she hit me all the way into the intersection, and I so like <clears throat> I'm like God. Um, well, and I started driving and then I'm all, uh, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pull over just, to, I'm just going to pull over just in case. And I'm, <laughs> I pull over finally. And I, I just, I call mom was like, Hey, I got into an accident. I'm like, I'm not at fault. I'm like, I'm a park. I don't really know what to do. Um, what do I say? <laughs> like, that's kind of uh-huh. like like what do I like what happens here from here on out and it was it was weird though man I don't so, think I've ever actually been at fault other than the Emily one I don't think I've actually ever hit anybody you know it's so funny so I was just thinking about this I'm technically not at fault according to myself for any of my accidents now especially that one I'm only 49% responsible my ticket, my, I have a speeding ticket, like one, yeah, I'm responsible for that. But my crash, I'd like to say I wasn't responsible for it. It was just me, which makes me responsible, I guess. Which makes you so and terrible. And that's pretty much it. Everyone else, every other crash I've gotten into, it's like been people like backing into me or... Yeah. People back doing what I did to that band. Uh, I never. I've never. Um, oh shit. <clears throat> I've never actually had like a major accident on my like on my side, like anything that was like super dangerous. Um, obviously, our our cousin had a, a pretty catastrophic one, who luckily came unscathed, from what it sounds yeah. like. Um, but myself, I never, which is odd because, uh, at the time, like my high school girlfriend, like where she lived and how the road I had to take to get home was just a dead straightaway on a highway. Like I, I pushed my car, like I, sorry, a mosquito flying. Um, I pushed my car to the limits, man. I, when I say like, the, the one of the big tickets I got a, a ticket for, I got a ticket for going 98 and a 65. He caught me at 98 because that's what he probably stopped his radar at. Before that, I was going 115. Multiple times before that, I had gone 140. Oh, God. Why? Um, <clears throat> I was young and stupid. And <clears throat> I had a car I knew that could go fast. And... In my opinion, my logic behind it at the time was probably it was a dead straightaway. Like it was a it was a literal dead straightaway. Like where how you'd come out of her apartment, or like out of her like her neighborhood was it, you'd come out and it was slow, and then like you would turn left and you would come to these lights, and then when the light turned green, you literally just had a straightaway for like five miles. Like just dead straight away. You didn't have to. You didn't have to turn your wheel at all. You literally just had to hold on to your wheel, and it was 
because they were it was new developed land over there, then the roads were super new. So they were super sticky. And so my logic was, I was like, look, these are the best conditions if I ever want to do it. Like these, this is literally the best condition to do something. Like I would never go this fast anywhere else on any other road, but this. And that was my logic. It's stupid. Like, I'm not saying like, holy shit, like this is like, it was an adrenaline rush. It was gnarly. I mean, especially because one of the times I had my windows open and I could hear the, the fucking noise going by and it was gnar. It was insane. And, um, uh, but yeah, man, like I, I have no idea, but yeah, it, it, it's scary looking back. Cause I'm like, if I had all just like, even just had like a shiver, right. And turn my wheel and it flipped my wheel. Like at that speed, like I, anything goes wrong. Like I'm dead, dead, yeah. dead all over the road. Dead. Out, like, yeah. Unexpectedly. Like- and, and mom doesn't know this about this part, but like, so, so when she, we got the ticket, like, I had to pay it and it was like a $550 ticket. My mom, like obviously mom made me pay it. Mom, dad made me pay it. And it was just like half of everything I had. Right. But, um, I was, uh, yeah, my, like she, she was like, you know, you could have been like seriously hurt. And she thought I was going like 98, close to a hundred miles an hour. She had no idea. I was going like 115, 120. And then the other times I had gone like 20 miles an hour faster than that. And, um, you know, it was like, she was terrified. Like, you know, you could have died. She has no idea that I went 40 miles an hour faster than that before. And so it, it's like that, that's one thing that I trip out about with like, if I have kids in the future, I mean, when I have kids in the future is like, they're going to want to do stuff like that. And it's going to be hard yeah. for me to explain it. Cause I know when I was a kid, like I was thinking about before we started recording this, like think back on like, when you were like nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Right. And you're like how little you knew about the fucking world. Yeah. Like compared to what you know now. And we're still young. There's like the scope of how we thought was just like not so even, small and so yeah, linear. It's, it's like it's almost, not thinking about all these other things. Right. It's almost unimaginable. You can almost like not even like comprehend like how little you knew back then. Yeah. Compared to how much, you know, you're like, it's like when people try and tell you where they're like, um, you can't quant, like you can't actually imagine how many grains of sand there are in the world because there's so many, like you can't actually think about it in your head because there's so many grains of sand, right? It's almost yeah. the same concept. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, do a lot of stupid things and I know it's like, you know, you're going to get pushed back on it and it's like almost how you, you freak out, like, how are you going to counter it? And, but you know, I, I think that's where it's kind of all a learning curve. That's why I think life in itself is kind of fucking wild. Like you think about it, like even just being born is just like fucking yeah. insane. And then you're like, you the go down that rabbit hole and you're like, yeah. think about like, yeah. And you think about like just surviving, like one getting born is fucking insane Two, Then you go down a rabbit hole of like, you also didn't catch any fucking diseases when you were super young. You also didn't get cancer. You also, you happen to live all the way to like 87, right? And you just die of old age because your body just is like, fuck it. I can't do this anymore. We're done. That, like, you got to think about the percentages of that and like the amount of luck that goes into that is insane. Yeah, it really is which gives me to a philosophical point of like, which is kind of like so ridiculous as to why we're all like 
beating each other up and trying to fight each other right now, when you think about like life and how precious it is, like when you really, really think about it, like if you have the chance to live to 80 plus years old, like if you break that down mathematically as far as you can, like the percentages of doing that and the odds of doing that from even just conception, bro, it's kind of like, it's wild. It's you're so, like so crazy you kind of want to tell everybody just like hey let's settle down a bit right yeah let's just take a breather yeah a tad more grateful yeah let's just be like my buddy who i i just recorded with him two episodes ago um john bulls just another one of my more intelligent friends great friend uh gave gave me an introduction to the crowd that i became friends with over at usf when I was living in Florida, um, you know, he was born Jewish, like straight, like, you know, bat bas mitzvah, like the tour, like the readings, all that, like did the whole, the whole nine, right. Of all that Jewish stuff. And he's not the most religious person now. He's like me. He's probably like, I would say more agnostic, but, um, he was like, it, you know, it's kind of insane. Like we, we talk about like, life and all that and he goes you know being born is a miracle in itself he goes you don't think miracles happen he's like being born is a literal miracle yeah. he's like just think about the percentages of you being born like of you you having this this body this frame this this conscience this all of this like all it took was another a whole another person could be standing here if like another sperm had touched that egg or whatever right and it's a miracle that you are here and it kind of like, that was something that has always stuck with me for years. And he told me that probably four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. And it always stuck with me. And I was like, dude, it's so fucking true though. Yeah. Like life is so, I want to say fickle, but it, I feel like that's wrong. Cause I'm a little buzzed, but, <laughs> but like life is weird that way. way yeah. I guess it's a good way of saying that. I don't know. It's kind of. It's trippy. I'm about to, I want to do a podcast on societies. There's a pro, I think I read something on called like 25 project that this guy did about mice. And it's like a parallel to societies throughout time and how like, you know, the theory of like these great societies get built and they eventually kill themselves and they die off. And then you start from primitiveness and you go and you do this whole cycle over and over again. Um, so that's like part of it. Um, but I want to do a whole, like a whole segment on that. Cause I think that I want to do a lot of research on it. I think it'll be kind yeah, of Yeah, cool. you should. That sounds super interesting. Um, but I do know one thing that I wanted to talk about, which was with Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan has a skit called, which made me think like about just technology in itself was what Joe Rogan had this thing. He has this bit where he goes like, if I dropped you off in a forest and I gave you just a hatchet, how long would it take you to send me an email? To send what? Send me an email. Oh my God. <laughs> like, right. Like, right. It's kind of like a mind fuck. Right. And I, so the more and more I think about it, and it's so true. And I'm like, you, have you ever just looked at like a CPU board? No. It's just like a bunch, like it's a bunch of like little, it's like a bunch of stuff like well like a bunch of wires and like welded on stuff. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah, little images of it, but it's not like how this is how terrible I am with like the technology and how it works. I see a bunch of wires and I see all that 
and I know that like coding is a bunch of binary stuff and it's like a bunch of like zeros and ones is like what they always say is like, right. When it gets down to the basics of it is like, Oh, it's all calculations. It's like zeros and ones all binary code. Right. Um, and, and anybody, please correct me if I'm wrong on this, on that. Um, but you get all of that and it's like, how does that go through all of those metal fucking conductor shits and that CPU shit and like you, what you see on the screen? It's like, to me, it's literally like magic. I'm like, it's not real. Yeah. Like you're telling me a bunch of numbers go into a bunch of metal rods welded onto a plastic sheet and then all of a sudden it pops out on my screen yeah. seeing what I'm seeing. Fuck yeah. you. You're wrong. Yeah. Bullshit. You're lying to me. Life's not real then and I don't believe you and I'm in a simulation a whole different world and language and yeah makes sense for the simulation (laughs) (laughs) fuck that it's not real bro oh man uh um um, what's up babe you want to come say hi again we really took off the lsd talk i think made it like I mean, I got a little, yeah, I got a little emotional afterwards, like thinking back on it. I was like, man, I really opened up there to the people. You really did. I haven't heard, I haven't heard that talk from you. I know. I a lot, and most people around really me will tell you I'm not, I'm not very emotional. I'm not very. <laughs> not very emotive. Yeah. Yeah. I get that from dad. I think dad's like. Why do I have to tell you I love you? I, I sired you. <laughs> Dad can be emotional. Dad's like one of those, uh, you think of him and he's like, he just has such like a robust kind of personality. Like there's a lot to him and he's like talkative and he's forthcoming. And then you like start thinking about it. Because he's like so, so good at conversation and yeah, it's ridiculous. good at getting things out of you and with his words and telling you what he thinks. And then you think about it and you're like, but he doesn't really <laughs> talk about himself. <laughs> yeah. go down okay, deep. so that's where you, you get that from dad because was, I was talking to Lindsay and I was talking to like when people ask me about you, I'm like, well, what about Spencer? I'm like, you could spend a whole day with Spencer asking her a thousand questions and never learn a thing about her. <laughs> and funny. never learn a fucking thing Maybe. about her. I'm and trying to dad's that way that. is because he's very good at getting you to talk. And I think that's the attorney yeah. part of him where he's like, if he gets you on like it, he goes, I can, if I ask you enough questions, I'm going to learn something that I can use against you. And I can, and I can like cripple you in the argument. If I just yeah. ask you enough questions, I'm sooner or later, I'm going to find something and stick onto boom. That's it. Which is kind of like why you and I and our family are relentless at arguing because dad made us <laughs> do that since we were five. But, um, he like, yeah, he has this weird presence about him and, <clears throat> I've noticed this thing too that I was kind of just thinking about was like whenever you talk to him, you notice that like he kind of always gives you something to think about when you're done with the conversation. Like it's not like he asks you a question, but he'll say something maybe it's philosophical or maybe he'll just say his point or his opinion on it. But he always gives you something where you're like, you kind of step away and you're like, all right, I got to think about that for a second. And it's not like it's stumping you. It's not like he's teaching you a lesson or it's not like, but like, it's not like he's asking you a question. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you get just kind of 
Um, yeah, you just kind of, you're like, all right, let me think about that for a second. And I think the greatest example is Shelby's, Shelby's uh, fiance is she's, uh, he, he's like so anti everything dad is, but they fucking love each other. And yeah. they're like, they, they like, they get in the house and they get their little big man, you know, gay bear hug on. And, and they, they go and talk for like three hours and so differing yeah. of opinions, but love each other's opinions. It's insane. Yeah. It's amazing. I always use that example. Cause you have like an Irish socialist on right. one part that's lived in America and doesn't like America's systems that are in place. And then you have a born and raised in America, middle-aged man. That's like <laughs> diehard America libertarian, I would say Republican. Maybe yeah. he, he gets a little weird with this, some of his positions. Like he was like, no, he gets stubborn. Like he gets stupidly stubborn with things. Like, you know, you're like, we're like, you're too smart to be this, like to be stubborn on something like this. He sometimes though it's intimidating and I don't think he knows it because like sometimes like I'll ask him questions and I'll want to dive in deeper to something to learn more and just expand my knowledge. And he'll say some things that I'm like, holy shit, I'm not ready for this world because I'm like, he says some things that he knows. And I'm like, first of all, where did you learn that? Second of all, how did you know to look there to learn that? (laughs) And then I'm like, third, like, the fact that I don't know this, should I be worried? Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, what do I got to do to not be this unprepared? Like he just, he knows a lot. And, and I think it comes also with age too, is I think a lot of, you know, it's ironic because I was reading Thomas Jefferson and, um, you know, I'm coming to this conclusion within history is that we always think that we're different than the other generations before us, but we're actually, almost similar it's just the baselines of society have changed like as far as like you can look at the 50s compared to the 80s and then the 80s compared to us right like that just the where like the way society kind of looks and feels and the energy of it but like the problems are still pretty generalized and a good example of this that i kind of pull back on is at the end of excuse me at the end of Thomas Jefferson's uh, tenure as president, the, the author was going over like letters that he had received and he got this one letter from somebody. And cause towards the end, like some people didn't like him cause they felt like he was becoming too mon- monarchical, even though he was like super, like a anti-federalist. He was like, a re- he was like what Republicans are, but it was like after eight years, it was like Republicans are like, you're not Republican enough. Right. And he was like, all of a sudden, like, there you're not conservative enough like you're not this way and um he had a letter from somebody it was an anonymous letter and it was had like misdone uh capitalizations like this fucking spongebob meme of the sarcastic spelling it was an anonymous letter talking about his 10 year presidency and it was like an obviously sarcastic negative letter towards him and i was like are you kidding me? I was like, I laughed and I was like, this is so fucking funny. I was like, we always think that we have like these different, uh, like bigger issues in the generations before us or, uh, you know, the generations after us who are going to come and like, they're not going to understand. And it's like, 
he literally had a fucking SpongeBob meme in the 1700s, <laughs> in the 1800 or the 1800s, like yeah. you know nine, and somebody fucking wrote him a SpongeBob meme, <laughs> like like being sarcastic and a dick to the president. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's wild. I, that that's my belief, at least. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to see like how far we've progressed. Yeah. And then just like seeing like we've evolved so quickly, especially in terms of technology. But then you like get these little glimpse, mm-hmm. glimpses of things, and you're like, I think it's more when you get down to like humans and just like who they are at their core. We're yeah. very much the same. Yeah. Our language has changed a little bit. Yeah. Our society has changed a little bit. And, you know, there's these are just like symptoms of it. But, we're very much like the same. We have like the same humor. Sure. We yeah. have we have the same needs. We have the same desires. We're very much the same people. Just like everything around us is evolving. I think at a much quicker pace than we are. Now, that's what I was about to say too. Is generations and people are growing up faster, quicker. And it almost seems like <clears throat> you know when we were growing up in like the early two thousands, it was like generations almost sound, felt like they were separated by like years of twenty. Yeah. Now it's almost like, dude, think about like 2015 compared to now. It feels like 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. And everything. It feels so different. And the technology and how we're dressing, the cars we're driving. It feels so different. And it's kind of, it's trippy in that manner. And that's where, that's where I think like, it's kind of like the the technology is, is speeding us up and I get a little do get a little weird as to what we're going to be doing. Um, and so like I was doing some research as to like science, aliens, stuff like that. Right. Technologies like news technologies. And um, so apparently like there was a, there was a called a Tic Tac alien encounter of this, like, I think he was like a Navy pilot and he was tracking this guy who dropped from like 60,000 feet to like one yes, feet above the, yeah. I saw that. Right? Yeah. So they're talking about that and the technology and it has to use with they weren't doing propulsions through explosion, like gas, uh, jet fuel, like nuclear, whatever. Right. Um, so they, the theory is that they were using gravity, which makes sense. Cause think about, if you think about it from just a planet perspective of that, we're using gravity, like how we don't fall off this earth is because of gravity and inertia. Right. And we're actually moving at like 1200 kilometers an hour or something like that. Um, when we're spinning on this axis, but because of gravity inertia, we stay on. So you, the theory of gravity using that as a propulsion to, to, to guide you is not far off. It's not like I, I get it. Like I get the link. I don't know how to do it. I can't even fathom like how you could even comprehend that from what I've heard on Joe Rogan's podcast is that you'd like, it would be similar to like dropping a massive bowling ball in the middle of a spring bread or spring bed and like that like energy that sucks in towards the ball is like the energy you'd use that propulse you uh forward um but but yeah oh guess what almost ruined my my laptop this morning uh put it in the freezer what so this was well Lindsay was starting to cook and the pan was, she didn't move my laptop and it was like sitting next to my, and I didn't see it for a while. Right. Cause when I was in the room, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I just wasn't paying attention. And my laptop started getting like ridiculously hot because it was next to this pan and the stove being on. And so I was like, Oh, 
I'll put it in the freezer, cool it down a little bit. Cause it was like, actually like hot. Like it was yeah. hot. And so, so I'll put it in the freezer a little bit, cool it down. I'll do this dab and I'll take it out in five minutes. Well, I do the dab and an hour and a half goes by. <laughs> Lindsay goes into the freezer <laughs> to get some almond like chocolate trail mix. And she goes, um, why is this in here? And I was all immediately. And I was reading my book and immediately when she said that, I was like, holy shit. And I knew exactly what she was talking about. This is in here. <laughs> oh man, it was so bad, but it is what it is. But it, so I was like, I put it under for like, and it was like cold for like three and a half hours, dude. Oh like my before God. I left for the gym, it was on? still cold. I just put it under uh, a towel and, not a towel under like a sweatshirt just kind of hoped it warmed up and then turn it on for i was i was like wasn't sure it would work for body. it was freezing bro i was and i was worried because it was so cold and it's like obviously it's metal and i was worried that because it was cold it would have ice on it and a buildup so when it started to melt like it would turn into water and ruin the fucking cpu yeah so but it's all good so far yeah no it's good i i think i just i had it in there just long enough like probably towards wasn't in there for like like you know overnight or anything like that it was in there for literally like probably like an hour well we're both having computer issues then let me know how it goes do you still have the 2013 one yeah what are you talking about i've had the same fucking computer for like nine years and Lindsay today she was like well if it doesn't work like you can use my nose she was like you know because it was better anyways I was like no no Lindsay because Lindsay's was like falling like literally falling apart like her screen was coming off and I was like my computer worked far greater than yours like by a landslide (laughs) it's crazy that seven years later and it's like seems like a whole different like even mine like so I had to get a new one because mine got stolen when I got to college. Yeah. So it was like 2013. I got mine stolen and then that in 2016, but I couldn't afford the 2016. So 2015 and even just two years, I picked it up in the store and I was like, Oh my God, this is so light. <laughs> so thin. Yeah. Like think about, remember, so before smartphones happened, remember like how cell phones were huge and then they kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. And like, th- that's kind of like how it is with the laptops right now. They're going through that phase. Oh yeah. They're so thin and they can do so much. Oh yeah. They say, like- they say rocket ships now or the, the rocket ship in like the fifties, one of the first ones that went to the moon. have then the 60s we have all that technology in our iphone yeah yeah they were saying like all all the computing power um all that computing power that it took to get to the moon be like you now have like in a calculator it's like it's like it's something so small it's like you have that all that computing power is literally just stored in your phone so so there's another thing too that's kind of interesting um science thing that they were saying too is like the way dna the way it stores dna and like the processing of it is one gram one gram of dna has the storing capability to store all the data within the united states on every single person in the united states two grams 
can contain every single strain of data that is, exists in the world today. Two grams of DNA. This goes back to the point that we were making earlier with that alien thing the, yeah. that looked like it was just warping gravity as a way of, you know, living. Yeah, yeah. I always think that, like, the greatest technologies are, like, already in Earth. And, like, you know, making a car with gasoline just seems like we're going backwards. If you're thinking, like, how are things moving? Like, yeah, it's all, all the answers are already what's naturally happening, happening on Earth and, like, in the universe and in our body. Like, all the answers are there. All the math is there. You all just got to figure it out. We just got to figure it out and we got to move it onto a bigger scale. But it's like creating these new, like engineering these new things where it's like, oh, now we're going to have this, you know, fuel filled plane and this fuel filled car, or we're going to make this sort of compound so it can go faster. It's like, it's all within, it's all ready here. All the science is already laid out. And kind of to piggyback off of your point too, is where it's like, you know how they say the saying is think outside the box. Well, you can't think about it as like, it's not just one, like there's, you got to think about it as countless boxes. Yeah. You got to think, you got to continually think outside the box. Like it's not just one box you're thinking outside of. It's not just the, there's not just a social, there's a social norm. For sure. And there's a scientific norm. And then there's an ultra scientific norm. And then it's so on and so on. There's, there's so many boxes that you can out, you can think outside of like, we probably as a baseline as to let's say the use of titanium, we probably have a baseline of what we can use titanium for. There's probably so many things that we can't even think of right now that you could use titanium for that could probably do boundless things that we've never even imaginable, but we, we aren't there yet to think about it. And I kind of want to do, this is a theory that I have is that on earth, every animal that we see is a, some sort of an evolution that got halted into what we are today. And so like, at some point we will see a superior human race to us, an ultra human race, somebody who's can live off of something that maybe that's adaptable to the environment in 70, a thousand years from now that we just can't adapt to. Right. Kind of like monkeys to humans is so it's like, you could argue like chimpanzees are just humans that, weren't able to evolve into humans. They got stuck. Like their, their genetic makeup was that recessive gene that didn't have that ability to adapt into humans and evolve over time. So they got stuck as chimpanzees, right? So we have, for instance, like we have those fish that come out of the ocean, right? Today, like we have these fish that you see them, they're, they're on Nat Geo that they can come out of the ocean. They actually spend this like, I might be gassing his number because I think I saw it on the internet, but I think it was like, 85% 85% of the time of their life is actually out of the ocean. It's like actually in on land. Oh, wow. You've seen them on that. Gio, you've seen them? They're like the ones like they use their flippers to like crawl. I've seen that. And it's like, to me, I look at it as like, okay, those were the fish in the first step of evolution that, you know, the theory of evolution that you're coming out of the sea, right? And, you know, it was the organisms that finally come out of the sea, they start breathing air and then just slowly they turn into like a, a small whatever and then it turned into the chimpanzees and then it turned into humans and homo sapiens and uh, like all that right homo erectus homo sapiens all that that's just the first step 
that they have the recessive gene that they could never they could never go into the next step of evolution. So it's like we're seeing these steps of evolution on our Earth that there were just these recessive genes of what we are made up of now. That and you can see it in every life form too, of like cats. You can see it in the life form of um, even crocodiles or um, any oceanic uh, like a, a fish, like a certain um fish I, I would say is like if you get like in or like an orca i'm gonna add all that because that's just too high of a thought and i don't know that i'm i have anything to say on that but <laughs> i do look around and I see a bunch of like e- like evolutionary steps within our like within our animal kingdom that like you look at and you're like that might just be a recessive gene that they didn't get to the next fucking step yeah like that's step yeah. one we're seeing still on our earth like that's us. They have that gen- genetic, and it's like you have fifty percent of the same genetic makeup as a banana. I'd be hard pressed that the little fucking walking fish, you ain't got a lot of genetic makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guarantee you do. Good point. Uh, fuck your mind. <laughs> I was telling Lindsay earlier in the week that the thing that used to trip me out when I was a kid, when I was like eight, nine, seven to like nine years old was you could never see your face. Like you can see every part of your body, but you can't see your face. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're always like, how am I real? Cause I can't see my face. I can see everything else in my, it's almost like a video concept, video game concept. You're like, I can see everything but my face. Like, how am I real? And then they say the mirror only gives you like so much. Yeah that your mind and placebo effect makes up some of it too. It's like, you'll never, I'll never see my face in full. It's weird. Wow. The things that used to trip us out as kids. I remember I had a really big fear, not as like a kid, but as like a tween that when I died, I was going to go to heaven. I was just thinking about this and how, like, it took me out for probably, like, a year, year and a half, where I would prepare myself, like, I would think about it. But I would have this, like, oh, I'm going to die. Wait. Continue. Continue. Go, go. What? Go, go. No, no. Stop. I I didn't say anything. Go. Continue. That I was going to, like, die and then, like, go to heaven and, like, I would meet God. Yeah. I think this was all spawned from a dream, I swear. They still have like these flashbacks. Yeah. But it's like I would die, go to heaven, meet God, and he'd be like, You get five questions to answer. And I'd be like, Oh my God, what am I gonna ask? But instead, I like I knew just like instead of asking like all these secrets, like, what does this mean? What does that mean? I'd be like, Where am I? Who are you? (laughs) What's going on? Am I dead? what the fuck <laughs> and yeah. i would just like waste all my questions because he would <laughs> your like, four, first question. four questions would be like why am i here <laughs> who are you where am i <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna like freak out and i'm gonna ask these stupid questions <laughs> what's going on and that's gonna count as a question it's like one yeah well yes one who are you two that's two <laughs> I was like, oh, and like in my head, I was like a tween. I was like, he's fooling me. This is like a trick question. Like I have to like go in and be like, you know, like say things like a comment, you know, like as a fact, like you're God. 
am I? Am <laughs> <laughs> I? I don't know. And that was like my biggest fear as like a tween. I was like, I need to prepare myself for like, if that's the case when I go, when yeah. I die and go to heaven. Um, hold on, because I got some stuff to say. Mill cone. Get McDonald's. Ooh, Mickey um, D's. What? Mickey D's. Yeah. Um, vanilla cone. Um. So when we were talking about death, um, and kind of like going to all that, I, I'm kind of. It's weird because. You know, when I hear a lot of when we were talking about a lot of psychedelic stuff, and people are always like, "Yo, I meet aliens, I meet God," and like. You know, I don't experience it too much because I, I still have a very realistic viewpoint, I think, of the world when it comes down to it, where I'm like, I think that there are aliens. I think it's ridiculous to think that there's not because that's just absurd. Yeah. Um, so like Joe Rogan was doing this thing. Where he was like, you know, um, what percentage do you believe that there's aliens? And he was like, I'm like 95%. Maybe he was talking about just on Earth. <clears throat> like, I'm 100% certain there's aliens. On Earth... I'm like 50, 50. Um, and, but there's a hundred percent aliens out there. And, you know, I kind of like growing up, our, our mom particularly was pretty religious. Um, you know, she gets stints, especially she gets stints where she would get super religious and we go to church like every Sunday for like two months and then we would stop for like six. And then, um, you know, I'm probably, I would say more agnostic, but I'm, I would say I have a realist view where I'm like, I don't think that there's like a simulation or anything going on. Like if there's aliens out there and they're watching us, yeah, but they're, it's not like we're in a zoo. Like there's a theory that we're a zoo to them and they're just like, we're a test tube to them. And I don't agree with that. Um, I think that there's more realistic views that they're watching us or watching us and like saying what the fuck's up, but like they're trying not to get involved, but we're not a zoo to them. Um, we're we're definitely in my opinion which is so bleak which is also i say it, that makes life so beautiful and you shouldn't be wasteful of it is you know i think when you do die the lights just go out i think that's it i think you know it just goes black you don't see like like you know mike tyson makes this thing where it's like you know you don't remember being born so you're not gonna remember dying so it's like it's gonna be nothing like i was nothing before you were born it's gonna be nothing after and I think that's kind of it. I think it's just, you know. And if, if there's anything after death, but I think even, I, I don't know where I stand, but I think even if there isn't, I think the fact knowing, not knowing what's after, I think Weird. some people think as a burden and it's like a hard and yeah. uncomfortable thing to think of. But I think if you really think about it can be kind of liberating in that like yeah this is your one opportunity perhaps and this is what you as you will experience so why not make the best of it and why not enjoy all the beautiful things that life has to offer and all that there is it's like why dwell on the fact of some you know unknowing thing that you don't know why dwell on the fact of you being upset or mad in this moment or not liking right. your scenario. It's like, go change it. You don't like it, change it. And it's like, cause it really is your life. And like knowing that there's maybe perhaps nothing after 
that for me is like reason to do what I want to do and a reason to be happy and reason to travel and, you know, do what I want to do and like have jobs that give me that opportunity or, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I, 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 to piggyback off of what you're saying, cause I do agree with everything that you just said. And I think, you know, I think our generations were the first generation to really like not have a strict religion. Um, cause if you think about it, even back in time, like Egyptians, like they all had a religion, right. And then you had the ancient Greeks. They all believed in like the ancient Greek mythology. They had all their gods, right. Um, Romans, and then you became Jew Judaism. And then you had like, um, you know, Islamic, all, all like all these religions were born and our generation and i'm not so confident i don't know too much about overseas i imagine it's probably similar but our generation in particular is religion is not really a thing like we kind of dismiss it um and we blow it off almost like a political sense like oh you're christian it's almost like a political party now to us in a sense um and it's weird to me because it's I, I think also caused a lot of anxiety in our generations as well because yeah the older generations they had this and it was like oh you worship you're gonna get there it was like it was like a, a race right like they always had they were just always working to get to that finish line which was heaven and us we don't see a finish line we see we just have this fucking life and it's kind of depressing to a lot of people and it can be and a lot of people are unfortunately not, not mentally strong enough to try and see the positive thing in every, in everything or even try to see a positive in something and they get stuck in their own pessimistic ways and it can be detrimental. And, you know, it, it really is, I think a leading cause towards anxiety within our big groups is because they freak out and they're like, you know, what's the meaning of life? Why, what am I doing? Like, why am I trying to get a job? Because, in 60 years, I'm going to be dead. None of this is going to matter. Like, why, why am I doing all this? Like, I don't give a shit about the economy. I don't give a shit about, you know, trying to keep this country together because I'm sitting here going, well, in 50 years, it, in 50 years, it's not going to matter because I like what I say now is not going to matter in 50 years. because It's going to be a totally different country and I'm going to be dead. And like, what is life at that point? And I think it freaks a lot of people out. And I think religion can give comfort and security to people and we need to find something that can kind of, I don't know, help aid that because I think it is becoming an issue where I think people don't recognize it as a religious issue. And I'm not saying it needs to be like, Oh, we need more fucking God. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily believe in God. So like, I'm not gonna say you're gonna be like fucking more church because <laughs> like, good luck getting me out on. Yeah. Good luck getting me out of my house on a Sunday to go to church. Like fuck that shit. I'm not doing it. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know the answer, but like, there's gotta be something that can kind of help that, you know, and alleviate that is my opinion. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, Hey, Wendy, thank you so much for doing this. I, yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, it's a new me and I got a better setup. I got a better gig. So I'm excited and. Yeah. I got a logo now. I'm under review yeah, on. So good. I know, isn't it? So yeah. I really I started like to. I started to think too. I was like, I feel like I'm more artistic than I ever gave myself credit for because that logo is, which the dude who did it was just, he literally brought my vision to life. It was incredible. Like yeah. exactly what I, because, you know, I originally described it to you what I wanted. 
Yeah, that was like exactly it. That was exactly it. Exactly what like you have envisioned. When you told me, I was like, "Yeah, I can see it," and that was it. Yeah, and, and so, so shout out to him. Uh, I gotta, you know what I'm gonna do because I am on this, and I don't want to mess up his name. Um, so it's Nico Freak Show, and it's Nikolai. He shout out to him. He created my logo. If anybody needs logos done, please go to him. Um, and like he literally brought it to life, and it, it made me be like, it's now. So now my show is eligible to be under review for Apple. So it's under review right now. Yeah. Is so it's the logo part of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So because the the logo needed to be, it needs to be within a certain pixelation. Um, yeah. And so when you use like a picture, it's way too like, it's way too intense of a pixelation for a podcast logo. So right. I needed that. So he created that. Now I have it. Now it's under review. And I, I think like in a week, I'll find out if it's on or not. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and then sooner or later, I'm going to get headphones. I'm going to get set up. I'm going to try and get on YouTube, I think in uh, in a, yeah, you like a month. So get another little, another platform. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I'll Hey, when he, people, uh, with our last name, just looking I know. Uh, I'm I know. They're going to yeah. think it's your show. Uh, but um, anyways, I wanted to say I love you and thank you so much for coming on. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk soon.